Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gun dog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. everybody welcome back to another edition of the gdiy profile this time we have jimmy dura on the line jimmy how you doing good nick how's it going man i live in the dream as always so go ahead and start off and tell everybody where you're from and what kind of dog you have yep i am in smyrna georgia which is just just a little outside of atlanta and i've got a five-month-old english cocker spaniel named chip chip Chip's keeping you busy at five months old, I'm assuming, right? Man, he is 90 miles an hour. We're working through all the all the fun puppy things and learning a bunch and having a big time so far. Gotcha. So, so what made you want to go the English Cocker route and uh, end up with Chip? That is a great question. That you know, I, I English Cockers were not on my radar whatsoever um, when we. We're thinking about getting another dog. We had a dog we had to put down about, I guess, two years or so ago. It was a tough ending, and so we just needed a little time between dogs. And it was a, a awesome three-legged golden retriever. And so I've I've always wanted a black lab as a hunting buddy. And my daughters, I've got three daughters, ten, eight, and six, and they, you know, we wanted to kind of wait till they started asking for a puppy before we dove in, you know, to having another puppy. Yeah. 
And so I was just kind of thinking about, you know, what we wanted to get. I wanted to get them involved. I wanted a hunting buddy. I wanted, you know, I wanted a, a hunting companion and also wanted a good family dog and just wanted to get everybody on board. So I was starting to think with my three daughters and just kind of everything we have going that a smaller breed or medium sized breed would might be a better fit for our family. And so I was, I, I'm, I work with veterinarians and animal hospitals. So I'm in and out of vet clinics every day, all day. And, you know, so I see all kinds of different breeds and different, you know, things with each kind of breed. And I, I started asking some of my vet buddies, their thoughts on Boykins and, and just other, you know, mid-sized breeds. I was never, never really had a pointer on my radar. I've kind of, I've kind of got that retriever mindset for what I was wanting to do. Yeah. So that, you know, that kind of never really crossed, but one of my good vet buddies, Rob Durham, he said, man, an English cocker is exactly what you and your family need. And I was, I'd never heard of them. And I pulled them up, you know, kind of Googled it and he showed me a picture. He's had them for years and he showed me a couple pictures. And I was like, man, that's a girly looking dog. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, they've got the, the long floppy ears and some of them that, I mean, they've got the flowing hair, some of them, depends how you, you know, groom them or trim yeah. them up. But when I started, you know, thinking about it, I, you know, I was like, man, you know, they get to be about 20, you know, females, you know, 22, 23, up to about 30 pounds plus or minus for males and depending on, you know, mom and dad. And I started, you know, listing. He's like, man, this, he's like, these are, this is your dog. He's like, they're, you know, they're a great family dog, great in the house. And when you get them in the field, it's like that, that trigger flips and, and they just kind of go into game mode. And, and I started reading about it and asking some questions or whatever. And once I got past the, and it, I know it sounds kind of silly, but you know, the, the appearance, <laughs> again, I was like, man, that's a kind of a girly looking dog, but I've got three daughters. <laughs> And I, they're going to get them up. in the, oh man, I was like, you know what? This is genius. I was like, this will get this, you know, help, help. I hate to say it, but selfish, selfish thinking. I was like, man, the girls are going to fall in love with this floppy eared dog. He's going to be a little stud, he or she, and, and that's going to get them excited to take him into the field with me. And for sure, the long story that, you know, and so he started, he had a buddy, Mark Waldrop. I'm in, in, you know, North Georgia and, and Mark's in, Yay, Georgia, middle Georgia. He's like, man, he's having a, a breed, a, you know, a litter come up. You, you need to check this. He started sending me pictures. And anyway, there was one available and, um, I showed a picture to my wife of chip as a, as a puppy. He was probably seven, six, seven weeks at the time. And it was, she was like, all right. She's like, you know what? This will be, she's like, I'm on board, but this is your dog, which means, you know, you, you get to do all the, all the stuff. And I said, we're, we're in my daughters and I kind of outvoted her and she got on board. And so the English cocker route just kind of, we, we kind of stumbled into it, man. Nice. And now that we're, we're in it, it's, I'm like a huge, I mean, we're five months into it. You know, I've had him since he was, mm, I guess, eight weeks. So we're, we're not quite, you know, we've only had him for three or so months. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about it so far. He's been a blast. Gotcha. So, so what were some of the qualities that you were looking for specifically besides the girly looks and the appeal to your daughters and, and wife? You know, what, what were the things that you were really hoping to, to achieve by going the uh, flushing or retrieving dog route? So, you know, that's a great question. I mean, at first I was kind of like, do these dogs retrieve well? Cause I, you know, what I enjoy as far as bird hunting is, 
kind of your, you know, I'd say I'm like, I'm like a lot of guys. I, you, you know, you classify me as living in the suburbs, kind of a weekend warrior. You know, I've got kids, I've got, you know, my hunting opportunities are not super abundant, you know, probably from access, you know, I don't own my own land. We've got some family land in the family cousins and that sort of thing in south georgia i've been very fortunate to be able to get down there but um you know so starting to think about what i do i love to duck hunt you know and in georgia i mean it's kind of like wood duck holes so i and and literally this 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 place that i'm fortunate to go one of my vet friends she's got a cattle farm and it's just an awesome little duck swamp and so you know there's there's a literal need sometimes those ducks will fall and it's just deep swamp water where you could take a step when you know it's getting deep and there's a channel and all of a sudden you're in over your hat yeah and so there's been plenty of times where like man we just need a dog out here and it's you know slogging through a a, a swamp is i mean it's it's hard it's hard to get in and around it's hard going in there yep. so i was you know i'm wanting something to kind of retrieve in that environment of course i love the dove hunt and then in georgia you know we got a you know a fair amount of you know quail plantations, reserves, that you know, those kind of type of places where I can probably take a dog as well. And so that started kind of circling in on this kind of breed where, you know, being a smaller breed, we also, you know, my family and I have gotten into camping and hiking and kayaking a bunch. I wanted a dog that would fit on a kayak and one that would just you know, there's something to be said about those mid to smaller, I guess, mid-sized breeds yep. that kind of, yep. you know, they just kind of fit in pretty well. Oh, so, man, I, I love the smaller say, dogs. I, I really do, to your point, it, you know, if you want to throw them in the truck or go camping or throw them in a kayak, and, you know, just that, mm-hmm. that, that opens the door to the activities that you can do throughout the year with your family and not just hunting and, uh, you know, you can just take the dog on, on a lot more trips and outings that you really couldn't do with say, you know, an 80 or 95 pound dog or something like that. No question. And for my, my crew, you know, we've, we've walked, you know, friends, dogs in the neighborhood, my girls have dogs sat. we just kind of mess around a bunch and I, you know, two or three times I've had one of my girls get yanked down by a lab that's yeah. all squirrel. And not to say you can't have that on a smaller, but, you know, literally an 80, like you said, a 65, 75 pound lab pulling a 35 pound person, you know, yeah, it, can, yep. well, it can drag you down the street, which I've had happen. And so oh yeah, all that to say, that's kind of how we, how we settled on this yeah. pipe and. So, so you mentioned that you had a, a three-legged golden retriever in the past. Did you train that dog, or, or is this this cocker really your your first go at training your own dog yourself? Well, so I kind of tried to give that a crap, Nick. That was Bailey. Again, it's kind of like a lot of guys. I'm sure Bailey was a pup from from my aunt. I I, I love golden retrievers, and you know all the qualities they have. And I, you know, my aunt had this litter and it was not of, I guess you'd say breed stock or like, you know, they weren't bred to hunt, but so I got Bailey. It was my wife and I, you know, that you get, you get married and you get a dog and you make sure you don't kill the dog and you, (laughs) and you think about having kids. (laughs) It's a trial run. That's the trial run, man. The four legged trial run. So Bailey was that for us. She, we, you know, we bought our first house and, 
we got Bailey. And so, yes, I, once I got Bailey, I started, you know, I started all the obedience stuff and I did give that a crack. I, I had her gun broken. She was, she literally loved the water, couldn't keep her out of it. She was great. And I just never quite, yeah. So, so I tried, but I never, I never got really serious or I never, in part, you know, I think it was mostly me, but also part of it probably was maybe genetics. I don't know. It's probably all me and, and maybe I failed her, but she, uh, so I know I never, I never really had, I took her out a couple of times to duck hunt and whatnot, but it just, it wasn't happening. So yeah. it was kind of my first, you know, that was my first time to gun break a dog, just me and all that. So it was great. It was great training and you know, that wasn't, so this dog, so, so Chip is not my, my first crack at, at this, but, um, he's kind of my real first, you know what? I want to get a good dog from a, a reputable place. I, you know, I want to know as much as I can about his mom and dad. I want a good line to get a good start yeah. and I'm going to, I'm willing to spend a little money and do a little research because I, I'm a big, kind of I'm a big believer in that. You, I mean, you, it's there's a ton to be said for those genetics that for for me and and kind of what I'm looking to do it's I'm more that you know get out when I can this dog will be 90 probably 90% in my house cuddling with us on the couch or going hiking or or whatever I'm doing with my family but those times I do get to to slip out and hunt I wanted something to give me the best chance to to know what he's going to do and, and, you know, be able to, to do the job. For sure. Absolutely. So, so, you know, you've dipped your toes in the water before, and now you, you're trying to develop that, that hunting dog and companion that, yeah, it's going to spend most of the time inside the house as a family dog. But when you do have the chance on the weekends to steal away and go, go hunt, you want the effective dog. So what has kind of given you the, the confidence or the knowledge to where you feel comfortable training this dog yourself and you know, what, what kind of sources have you been using and, uh, what have you learned along the way so far? So, you know, knowing, knowing he comes from his, his mom was a, is a stud dove, you know, on the dove field, she's, She's awesome. His dad is a great duck dog, and I'm sure they both hunt quail and and you know all kinds of species. But so I knew that you know he and I mean, he's got it in his blood. Literally, it's you know I, I got a good. He comes from a good family, good mom and dad, and and my buddy Rob, who's a vet, his he had his grand dog dad or whatever you want to call that. So <laughs> he comes from a long line of good dogs. So I, you know it's just kind of like do. I really think coming from a good start from that standpoint, if he's got, if they have it in them, you're in a good starting point. And then, you know, I, I, you and I know, we all know you get out what you put in. I mean, it's all about time spent and sure. what, as much as I can invest in him, I, this time I'm, I'm committed to, to doing the things that we don't want to do, which is, you know, healing and all the obedience stuff. That's just, it's painful at first. And, some yeah. of the stuff they don't get right away. Some you just have to keep. You know, it's funny. I can tell even now, having them a couple months. If I don't work with him, just intentional, either fetching or, or whatever we're doing in the field for. You know, if I go a couple of days, or if I didn't spend that intentional time, 
yep. then I can see when I let him out to go, you know, use the potty in the backyard. If I call him, I, I, I can see that look in his eye, kind of like, I'm going to test you. <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, but, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm a, okay. I see that and I'm going to make sure I'm going to get some, some work in. And so, you know, I take him to work with me every day. I'm on the road every day. And so I, he's, he's in the car with me. I'm exposing him to all kinds of stuff. And that's part of my goal is to, is to spend that time. And I think for this breed, what I've read and heard is, you know, this and probably like a lot of them, they really do bond to their handler yeah. and they respond well with positive training. So all of that, and, and now, I mean, I mean, with your, you know, I found your podcast, just literally I'm a big podcast nerd. So, and I, I discovered your podcast. I really enjoyed that. There's some others out there. There's, you know, obviously YouTube is, is a library of info and there's yep. so, there's so many resources out there that you can find whatever you need on the, on the how to, and literally 10 minute, 30 minute, you know, hour segments of whatever form you get it. And it's like, you just have to do it. And, and I feel like, you know, this kind of thing, a lot of it is kind of, it's a lot of it is common sense, I'd say, and intuitive. If you're, I, I'd say you probably have to have a little dog experience, you know, you kind of got to know how to read them and just some, I don't know, basic behavior things, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know, so that's all kind of got me to where it's like, you know what? Uh, and I'm a do it yourself in life in general, pretty much. So it's kind of, that's yeah. just kind of how I wanted to do it anyway, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, obviously it, you know, Chip's chips a little bit younger of a dog. So you're really kind of, you're just entering in the first hunting season with him. How's he doing so far in this hunting season? Did you get to take him dove hunting uh, like you were talking about earlier? Or are you kind of waiting on that? Where Where's he at as far as the training and hunting level that you've gotten him to so far? Yeah, so far, so uh, so good. I mean, it's been, um, I sat him out opening day, Labor Day was, you know, dove season opening day, and I, I did not bring him. I, he was it was a little young for me then, and um, between then and now, I have gotten him out. I found this little, you know, this is, this may be something too, you know, for the DIYer is I found a plantation. I, I was Googling quail live quail. I was like, I want to order, you know, my, my buddy's like, man, you, if you can bring him back, uh, a live bird from your dove hunt, that would be awesome. So really quick, funny story is <laughs> we were, um, I took my two oldest daughters and one of their friends down to our, this place in Cordial, Georgia for opening day dove season. And, um, took them on a hunt. We had a great, it was like 95. It was, we got set up 15 minutes into our hunt. My, my, both my daughters like, can we go back to the bar? And it was literally, I'd just gotten set up and, <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was, and I, of course I got out there, got all excited and I was talking to my buddies like, man, there's a bunch of birds in this field, this place over here is shady. And I was like, man, where are the most birds? He's like right out in the middle of the sun. I'm like, let's go girls. That was a dumb <laughs> idea. Got them. I, I mean, I had, I had a little can, I had it all set up. I had water. I brought popsicles. Man, I was ready. And those melted by the time I got out there and it was just, but we managed, we, we came back Sunday morning to shoot and I don't know how, but this dove, we were hunting on the edge of a cotton field and a, a bird went down. I sent my girls out there. They've been fetching well all weekend. They went <laughs> grabbed this bird. 
brought him back. And this dove, Nick, he, I mean, he came back and he was, I mean, he looked at me and he was like, <laughs> I mean, it was like he, it was like he was, but he was, he was still, he was calm. So a pellet, unfortunately, had gone like wounded, it hit him in the foot or something like that. And they were like, Daddy, can we keep him? And I was thinking to myself, this is perfect for old Chip. I was like, yes, girls, we're going to keep him. So we spent, I don't know, eight hours with this dove. By the time we got back home, they had named him Cotton because he lay in the cotton field. And they had like, I don't know, they were dressing him up in Barbie clothes. But we got home. I was like, girls, we really can't keep this dove. He's, <laughs> he's not going to make it. And I was like, I'd love to give him the chip. And they they about had a they, – they started rioting on me. So oh, I was like, all right, I'll let him – yeah, I was like, girls, let me just let me just take Cotton out here. And so they kind of got distracted. I took Cotton out, and I called for Chip. We slipped out the back, and I tossed Cotton out there, and <laughs> and Chip went nuts. And so he just, I mean, that fired him up. I mean, he, you know, we ate the dove. We we killed him cleanly. Chip Chip had, you know, it tracked him down. We we did a humane thing. We killed him. We ate him, and um got him fired up. So that was a good first bird experience. And then <laughs> since then I found a, a little plantation, um, this place called South Fork plantation in North Georgia. And when I was, so when I was Googling for quail, I was like, you know what? I want to get him some live bird. And this was before I'd heard your pigeon podcast. This is before I'd really, you know, I wanted to get him some live bird action. Yeah. And I found this plantation. I called the guy, ended up talking to the owner. Couldn't be nicer. They said, man, come on over and, and we'll get you some live quail. And we do a, we, we call it a sales training or sales practice. And, and we'll get you birds out there and you can shoot over them. And it's just the total DIY. Like they kind of host and cater to guys doing your own stuff with your own dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's very laid back. So I got them out there, planted a couple quail. We, you know, we clipped a couple wings and we, and we put those out there and he did awesome. And then we'll, you know, we were able to progress into shooting the cap gun, you know, the starter pistol. Um, the guy, my guy there, um, Jacob did that and he, you know, he'd done that a time or two. So that was comforting for me. You know, he knew we want to get that. We want to get chip locked in on a quail, you know, flushing, finding him, flushing him, chasing that quail down the, down the field, locked it on the bird, fire the starter pistol while he's focused. That all went really, really well. So much to the point where I had, um, I guess it was two weeks ago, and, and I did that twice. Where the second time he did so well the first time, and we and we, you know, I tossed a couple of dead quail out. He brought those straight back to me, and then the second time out, I had I brought a four ten, and we shot a couple quail. We shot one or two. Ended up we fired the four ten the same style while he's chasing a quail, and then we fired and shot over him killed one and he brought it straight to me and i was fist pumping i was fired up and so i had a an outing last week and uh, he was still just shy of five months i guess uh yeah five months and i we had a we had a plantation hunt we took some clients out and i asked the guide this was with the guide deal you know plant plant quail and shoot yep. up or whatever yep. and, and i said and i asked the guide if I was like, man, do you mind if I bring my dog? Knowing the guy's probably going to look at me like this jerk bringing some puppy, you know, dog's going <laughs> to, you know, it's just like, but this guy couldn't have been more nice. He said, man, this is your hunt. So I let Chip ride in the box. I wanted him to hear shots. I wanted him to be around pointers and just be out there with me. Yeah. Even if the guy wasn't cool with it, I was just going to let him ride in the box and just 
be out there. Yeah, just expose and at them. The end, exactly. We had a couple singles that that we missed, and we kind of marked where they went. And the guy was like, you know what? Let's let Chip out at the end of the hunt. It's just a morning half-day hunt. He's like, if you want, we'll bring Chip out, and we'll hunt him. So we brought Chip out, and uh, he hunted him. And it started to kind of feel like a I was wasting everybody's time, kind of a needle in a haystack, because you know how those quail can kind of – store and you know where they went but sometimes you you don't know exactly so he truly searched it found it flushed it i shot it with a 410 he brought it straight back and again i was just i, I couldn't be more excited so <laughs> yep he, he did that on another one and that was kind of his first hoorah and i'm i'm honestly i'm in that spot where i i really want to bring him to the wood duck hole yep but i and i and i want to do more but i'm I'm trying to keep stepping back and just like, you know what, don't rush it. He's still a puppy. So he's, you know, he's in cockers are not, they're not big, you know, labs or any other, you know, super cold, wet kind of swimmer dogs. I mean, I, I think they're fine out there, but from what I've heard, it's just, I'm trying to take it slow in the water with them. Yeah. So, and you'll so be, so you'll good, be happy that you but, took it slow, uh, in the long run, you know, it's, we get excited, especially, you know, if with your experience out at the preserve, you get excited and you're like, man, I want to do this, this, and this now. Right. But, uh, but what you're saying, it, it, it really is a smart move. Take it slow, still work on just the introduction phase, you know, maybe take him out for a short hunt with you just by yourself, just to see how he goes, get him used to the environment, so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you're off to a great start with Chip, and uh, you've already had a few good experience and training experiences, and doing a doing a bird intro with uh, with a different type of bird than what I think we've talked about on the podcast before. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, what, what's your plans? But besides, you know, maybe sneaking out to the wood duck hole, or do you have any other big plans with him to introduce during the hunting season, or are you just kind of looking forward to springtime to really advance his training before? taking the next step up in hunting you know i had i you know our duck season in in the south you know i mean i guess everywhere but southeast goes through the end of january so i mean i'd love to like you said i could probably take him out just me or me and a buddy it's not you know where we go in in georgia i mean it's it's pretty much the morning wood duck slurry and then it's kind of over and you can hang out and try and shoot big ducks but I mean, I could, it's, it, I wouldn't be out there for five hours with a shivering puppy. Yeah. So I, I'd love to try and to do that. And I'm really, I'm really hoping I can just get him steady. And I've started, I, I grabbed an old like quarter pallet and I just put a little, uh, little piece of plywood on top of it to make mm-hmm. a little place board. And yeah. I've been working on that just for dove season and, and in the duck season where I want them to sit by my side. Yep. And, um, and of course, quail, you know, quail season runs through, I think, March at some point. So I'd like to keep, I, I would like to take him out and get him around pointers probably when he's a little older and see how he does and try and get him to read and watch and, you know, to to do that. So yeah. I've got a buddy, a good buddy of mine I grew up with in Nashville. He's now living out in Idaho and he's, you know, he's been a big grouse hunter for years. And I've never, that's never even been a thought as a Southeastern boy. Like I don't, 
and hearing you guys talk about it, I love it because I'm like, wait, what's this? What are you? What are you chasing out there? <laughs> Unicorns. That's what and, we're chasing. <laughs> it's, that's well, that's what it sounds like. But it, it fits perfectly with what I want in a dog, which is just you know my you know I, it probably like a lot of us. I mean, to have your own dog, to train him, to work with him, to shoot a bird and have him bring it back. I, you know, some people it probably sounds really silly or crazy, but for me that that is like the most awesome kind of experience that I've really wanted with my own dog and to, to be the one to have, you know, work with them and teach them to do that or, or not teach him maybe, but even just guide him and, <laughs> and watch him learn how to do it yeah. that he probably born was born ready to do. I think that's probably the coolest thing as a, as a hunter. I mean, I, I've, you know, fortunately fortunate to grow up. My dad took me hunting and fishing and, and I've always been that I've, I love any kind of hunting or fishing. So uh, now to, to try and do a little more with my own dog would be, you know, that's, that's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh-huh. my buddy out there, you know, they get into a ton of, a ton of grouse and, and some pheasant and all, you know, all kinds of upland stuff. And I'm like that, I could see a road trip in our future to go out there and, oh, for and sure. do some of that. You for know? sure. Absolutely. And no, I mean, it, it sounds like you're off to a fun start. I'm glad you're enjoying it so far and you've had, you know, moderate success, you know, with the intro and exposure level and just imagine what it's going to be like down the road. And, uh, I'm excited to, for you to check back in and let me know how it's going with old ship later on down. And, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy, I, I want to thank you for coming on sharing your story and, uh, you know a little bit about ship and uh yeah hope hope the rest of the season goes well for you and you can you can get a little bit more fun experiences for sure nick it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me man i really appreciate it thank you for listening to gdiy if you enjoy this podcast please remember to take a moment to rate review and share with a friend also be sure to follow us and our partners on facebook and instagram under gundog it yourself If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog it yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pups start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Duck's Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.